This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Uh, this will be an interesting one. We're going to talk about uh, freedom of information or access to information. Call it whatever you want. And in this country, there are laws in place to ensure that all of us, any of us, any one of us at all, um, has the right to access any records, well, not any records, that's part of the problem, <laughs> that are in control of the federal government under the Access to Information Act. But there is no shortage of people out there who live in this world that will tell you that it is anything but easy and effective. In fact, it's just the opposite. One such person is Ken Rubin, an Ottawa-based public interest researcher, a Freedom of Information user and critic, and an author. Ken, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. Uh, no problem. So let's just first of all go through what we're supposed to be able to do. What does the law in right. Canada say in regards to freedom of information? We've had these laws in place for, for decades now, right? Forty years. And what do they entitle us to be able to access? Well, they give us a limited entitlement, maybe a privilege is more in order. If you put in $5 and uh, you uh, ask a particular department for certain records then you're supposed to be able to get them. Of course, the problem is there's many exemptions and delays and creative avoidance so that in the end it ends up to be more like a secrecy act rather than <laughs> access to records. What does it cover? Like, there are, I mean, we, you can't access any and all records that the government may have. Obviously, there are going to be some limitations, but right. what does it say we're supposed to be able to access? Well, it says more about what we're not supposed to okay. be able to access, although they've put in this phony um, uh, new thing which says, oh, we can access a few prime minister's records, a few briefing notes, uh, some expenses. But in terms of the overall operations of government, well, you take your chances if you want something, uh, say, on Western grain shipments or... Hey, even um, something to do with um, earthquakes in Vancouver, whatever, you're not going to get the full thing. Indeed, you may get blank pages back. Kate, I, you've worked on a bunch of this for years. You've been involved in this. Um, tell us about mm -hmm. some of your experiences, because you've come up against what sounds like some pretty ridiculous roadblocks, Ken. Well, daily. Um, there's, there's always uh, some twist or turn. and I mean, sometimes a favorite, like, say, with the RCMP is you ask for a certain set of records, uh, you know, on or national offense about the sexual assault cases there, and then, oh, either your wording's not right or there's no records. Well, a little bit of credibility problem, at least from my viewpoint. And sometimes you do get records that are um, quite useful, say, about... Uh, uh, medical waste and and the problem there and what we should do about it. So it, it on the whole, it's difficult. It's not impossible. I urge people to use it, but I urge people to totally change the um, system the way it works or doesn't work. It's um, I, I think out west there it's a little snowing. It's like one big snow job. Hmm. 
Is there a secret, Ken? Is there a way to try and get around it? Or are you just, you can't fight City Hall, as the old saying goes, and they're the ones uh, holding all the cards? Well, it's difficult, and I know having tried to fight City Hall, it's difficult. Just try and slip on a city street and assume. Uh, no, it's it's not something, uh, you have to be persistent. It It can be doable, but, you know, if you're after, say, national security records, you should realize that, you know, or even your own RCMP records, you, you can, you can, you, you know, it's not going to be easy. Um, if, if on the other hand, listen, you want something about uh, during the pandemic, uh, uh, certain information about test results uh, uh, done on certain drugs, well, it's not going to be easy to do, but it's your right, well, your privilege to try and do it. The problem is you get booted around or booted out because the real information you want may not be available. Has it gotten better or worse? Like you say, you know, we've had this legislation for a long, long time. You've yeah. worked in this area for a long time. Is it getting better or is it getting worse? Well, it's getting worse. I mean, I had uh, at least a decade and a half before the legislation came in, so I had a better time at accessing records in many ways than afterwards. You could talk to senior officials. Nobody will talk to you now. You could uh, go to libraries and, and actually open shelf, get some of the information. You can't even get to do that for 30, uh, 122, three years now. So it's, it's, and because the amendments have been favorable to, say, adding in some crown corporations who wanted even more secrecy are because they, as I was saying before, have excluded certain records, like the Prime Minister's office, permanently, then, you know, you don't even stand a chance to get, get to base one. Is is, I mean, obviously you're raising the alarm when we're talking about it. But is there is there groups that are um, pushing to make this better? Well, I wish I could say that there is. There's a few groups who are, you know, asking for some modest reforms. Be they um, civil liberties out west, the British Columbia Freedom of Information and Protection Association. Um, so there there's periodic efforts. Of course, the journalists are are in favor of this. They just have to push much harder. So we don't have an activist transparency group who, who presses regularly and helps people daily with um, the secrecy and uh, bureaucratic uh, problems that they encounter to try and get information. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, situation, and I, and I know I, I have a lot of uh, journalist friends who spend a lot of time in this, too, that tell me about the frustrations they face, Ken, so uh, if there's any comfort, you're not alone. A lot of people go through this. <laughs> well, I realize that. I just have been at it maybe a little longer, but a little wiser, but also, you know, even first-time users, you know, they may get turned off, but, you know, they may they may need the information. They're near, living near a toxic site, yeah. or they're... Uh, you know, their pension is something screwed with a new policy or something. So, um, you know, it affects everybody. It's not just like, oh, it's this government, we don't have to know about it. You do because it's your information, you paid for it, but also it affects you. Exactly, yeah, and your government, technically, they work for us. Uh, Ken, good conversation. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for the insight. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. 
All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. <laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.